0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham, and we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Are you glad to be in church? Wow, what a blessing. Well, I've been sharing concerning... Uh, what have I been sharing concerning? Learning what? Fear. Learning the fear of the Lord. Has anybody learnt anything since we started that series? We started from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, isn't it? From verse 1. This is more of a bread than I would. Not that you should be ignorant. Why? Because there are a lot of children of God, a lot of Christians who are ignorant. Okay? Who are ignorant of God's word and what God thinks. You don't have to be ignorant of what God says and what God thinks. If you are ignorant, you will not know what God really wants. Hallelujah! Tell you but don't be ignorant of God's word. You know, how can you be in a relationship with someone and you don't know what the person likes? How can you buy something for the person during the person's birthday? You Will not know what to buy, isn't it? You will buy what will you buy? What will you even buy? Watch. Baby, what do you think you'll buy? What watch you will buy a watch when the person wants what you want a chain, a necklace, or what an iPhone, iPhone X, something, and you have bought a watch. He wants food, the person just wants food. I've seen people who just like food on their birthday. They don't want any other present, Just food. Just, you know what, I, mean, I know what. Just food is enough. And if they can get a very nice meal, they're okay, they'll be fine. And you'll be busy, you want to do things, you want to, oh no, they just want food. So you must not be ignorant. Or if you are ignorant, you will not know what God wants. You will think that you are walking on the right path, but you may not be walking on the right path. Do you see? Hmm. The grace of God is very important, but the grace of God must not push you into foolishness. Grace does not mean foolishness. Say grace does not mean foolishness. Yeah. Grace in shade, Jimmy. Grace doesn't mean you can just fool around and do whatever you want to do. No. No. Hallelujah. We must lay hold on the grace of God that is given to us so that we can do what God wants us to do. Okay? Hallelujah. I have so many things to share with you. Yes. This is actually the final message I'm going to preach on this particular subject so that next year we can pick something else. Okay? Yeah. I mean, grace doesn't mean you can fool around. But I would say, shall I continue to sin because there's grace? Hmm? Have you read that portion of the Bible before? Romans chapter six, verse one: "Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound?" Eh? Shall we co- ask your neighbour? Shall we continue to sin? Eh? Shall we continue in sin? Look at the next verse. God forbid to fear. There's to fear in the Bible. To fear, say to fear. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live in a gathering? We are dead to sin and we are now alive to God. Okay, so grace doesn't mean you can just mess up and fool around. And you have 75 boyfriends, you have so many girls, you are a Christian, you are a child of God, you are singing in the choir. Yeah, see, oh. yeah And you're a bad boy. Yeah. I mean, there's something wrong. when you end up in heaven, God, you'll be surprised that uh, God will be talking to you in a different way altogether. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, the grace, of, the, the grace of God should work carefulness in us. GC. see.. Uh. So I've been reading Titus chapter 2 verse 6 to you. Do you remember? Yeah. Titus chapter 2 verse 6. Let's read Titus chapter 2 verse 6. Go to verse 11. So that we don't read much. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. The grace of God that what? Bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Doing what? Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly And I explained to you what it means to live soberly. Didn't I? Or I didn't tell you. You must live soberly in Christ. Okay? Have your mind on Christ. Not being sober has to do with you having your mind on something else. Even though you are in Christ, your mind is somewhere else. It says, we should live soberly. The grace of God teaches us that we should live soberly. We should live righteously. And we should live godly in this present world. Continue He's still continuing concerning what grace teaches us. Looking for that blessed hope, that blessed hope, and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. See, the grace of God teaches you to be looking forward to the coming of Christ. I mean, people believe when the weatherman says that there's a storm coming tomorrow. But when you say Jesus is coming, everybody says, oh, let us think about ourselves. Looking for That blessed hope, which blessed hope is that? The hope of the transfiguration of our bodies, isn't it? Yeah, the hope of the transformation and the transfiguration of our bodies. There's a day coming when this body of yours shall be transfigured, shall be changed. It says we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next verse. Jesus who gave himself for us. This is what the grace of God teaches. He gave himself for us. So that he might redeem us from all iniquity. That's what has happened. And purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. So, God wants a group of people who are zealous of good works, zealous of doing what he wants. God didn't save you for yourself, God saved you for himself. No, do you buy your phone to save your phone? What do you do? You buy your phone to use your phone, isn't it? You are the user. Not the other way around. So if your phone is using you and telling you what to do and what it likes and what it does not like, what will you do to that phone? we we'll smash it, we we'll throw it away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you think? You shouldn't you, you shouldn't be living your, your life for yourself. All right? Second Corinthians 5, verse 13. Look at 2 Corinthians 5:13. So we are saved for a reason. We are saved to serve. Okay? It says that he might get himself a peculiar people who are zealous of good works. In Ephesians 2 verse 10, the Bible says that we are his workmanship. Recreated in Christ, he says, unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Hmm? Which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So there are good works that God has ordained for you to do. I see what I'm saying. Yeah, Good works that are ordained for you to do in the kingdom of God. And God wants you to do what he wants you to do. Okay? So don't, don't live your life for yourself. And that, that's the final thing I'm going to share with you. Not living your life for yourself. Because it's something that annoys God more than anything. Are you surprised? <laughs> it annoys God. But a lot of people don't know. Is it that we are in grace so we can just live our lives anyhow we want to live. I mentioned Second Corinthians chapter 5. a 13, isn't it? Let's read it. It says, for whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. This ball talking. Continue. For the love of Christ constrained us. The love of Christ constrained us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Next verse. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. Have you received Christ Lord, personal Savior? God doesn't want you to live for yourself any longer. It says that henceforth we should not live unto ourselves, but unto him which died and for them and rose again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I will not live for myself. I will not live for myself. A lot of Christians choose where they want to live. If you, as you are growing up in the Lord, you must learn to ask God what he wants you to do. You'll be surprised that you go. Uh, yes, you go to heaven and God will tell you all oh, that you did. I, I had no, I had no idea of your life, cause you never bothered to stop and ask me what I want. You are the phone that was doing its own thing. Hmm. Serious. Okay, let's go back to First Corinthians chapter ten, what we're reading. Okay, so that we can understand the scriptures some more. He says, and they were all baptized. Let's read from verse 1, so that we, we understand it bit some more, okay? Moreover, of our brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant, how that all our fathers were under the cloud. All of them were under the cloud, meaning that they were all born again, and they all passed through the sea. Hmm? They were all in the spirit. The cloud represents the spirit. The sea represents the born-again experience. Next verse. He says, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all had one Lord. They were brought to Moses through the cloud and the sea. Just as we've been brought to Christ through the spirit and through the born again experience. Do you see? Yeah. Okay, the next verse. And they all eat the same spiritual meat. They all eat the word of God. They all eat the manna. The manna we know is the word of God, isn't It's yeah. is the manna not the word of God. You yeah. just say that your father, your father's ate the manna, but I've brought to you the bread that is from heaven. Then he said, I am the bread of life. Who is Christ? Jesus is the Christ, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus is the word. The word of God, is what they ate in that, in that place. He says, and they all drank the same spiritual drink. They were all drinking from that rock. He says, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. They all every one of them, they were all speaking in tongues, figuratively. They were not speaking in tongues, but what he's trying to say is that they all partook of the Spirit. Do you see, they all partook of the spirit. They were all speaking in tongues, strong talking. Revelations were coming to them. As they were speaking in tongues, they were seeing visions and seeing things. Then he says, But with many of them, say, but. but. As soon as a bat is introduced, you should know that something has gone wrong. He says, But with many of them, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the desert, in the wilderness. They were strewn, or they were strewn down, or they were cast into the desert. They ended up in the desert. The original plan of God for their lives was that He's taking them from the land of Egypt and taking them to the land of Canaan. Was not the original plan. But a lot of them could not end up in the land of Canaan. They ended up in the desert. They couldn't continue. Then He shows you things, reasons why they couldn't continue. What caused them to stay in the desert? And die in the desert. And not end up where God had planned for them to end. There's a plan of God concerning your life. God wants you to dine with him on that day. You are sitting with him. And he's dining with you. You are his bride. And he's your bridegroom. (laughs) That's what God wants for you and I. But it is not everybody who shall have that. Why? Because it's not everybody who who is seeing these things. Some people are still moving along this line. Christians. Talk talking. Grace failed. Children of God. Light of God. See, I'm the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. Yeah. We are the light of the world. It's the truth. But you have to be smart. And know what to abstain yourself from. What to keep yourself from. It's very important. God is coming for a church that is without spot or wrinkle. Or any such thing. And it is spirit, soul, and body. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. A lot of people think that, oh, it's only my spirit. No, it's spirit, soul, and body. He says, And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I pray that your whole spirit. Have you seen it? your whole spirit, your whole soul your whole body be preserved blameless because some people will have their bodies with blame, their soul with blame, their spirit with blame Says, I pray that you be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ he's coming for a church without spot or without wrinkle or any such thing he's coming for, how many of you would want to marry a lady who does not have teeth not even a single one when they say you may kiss the bride, she'll kiss you like... She'll just take her tongue out and... Do you, you want such things? How many guys want such things? How many of you want to marry a guy... A guy who doesn't have teeth? You refuse it in Jesus' <laughs> name. A guy whose eyes... One of his eyes is here. And the one, other one is here. Eh? And his nose is here, yeah. and his coming to, and his mouth is somewhere here. He's coming to you yeah. saying, "Baby, I'm love you. Yeah. I'm like you. I'm kiss you." Will you like that? Eh? So why do you want Jesus to also marry somebody who is not correct? Ask your neighbor why, 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 why do you want Jesus to marry someone who is not correct? Eh? He says. He, look at from verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Even, just Ephesians 5 from verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He gave himself for the church for a reason. Then he says that you might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water. By the way, that's what we are doing now. As we are speaking the word of God to you, we are sanctifying you, cleansing you through the washing of water. As though you are being washed through the word of God. Okay? It's a process that is happening through the ministry of the word. It's happening right now. Just allow the word of God to have influence over your life. Don't sit under the ministry of the word for 20 years and not have a, a single change in your life, in your character, in your thought processes, in the way you behave. Not even a single... The word of God should be able to change you. The word of God should be able to do something to you. You should feel bad that you are still continuing along a certain line even though the word of God says something else. And you should want to change and allow the word of God to change you. How? By... Allowing God to do something in your life. Change is by the, by the word of God. Our change can only be by the word of God. Grace is God that work in you. So you take advantage of the grace of God that is working in you. Do you understand? Yes, Pastor. That he might sanctify and cleanse the washing of water by the way. So that he might present it to himself. A glorious church. Say a glorious church. A glorious church. When Pastor Alex was getting married. And his bride was coming. Ah. So beautiful. Same with Pastor Kobi. So beautiful. I mean, just ah. What was going on in your mind when your wife was marching towards you? <laughs> it was it <enumerated. laughs> Say the truth and shame the devil. What was Pl- Pl- <laughs> this. Tell me one. Tell me one thing. She was looking very beautiful. Yeah. I felt very lucky and blessed. You felt very lucky. Yeah. Christ should feel very lucky that he has you. On that day. As you are marching on the aisle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That he may present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spots or wrinkles. Wrinkles. Spots. Wrinkles. Mm, no pimples on the bright face. Nice or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Let's read the Amplified. This is the plan of God for our lives, but it's not everybody who will get there. Why? Because of the things I've been talking about. That he might present the church himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, that she might be holy and faultless. 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 So you, are want you check your life. Ask yourself, Charlie, am I, would Jesus be happy with me? If you realize Jesus will not be happy with you, then you have to start changing some things. Make a conscious effort to change some things. Say no to the boy. I'm not going to open my legs for you again. Yeah, I'm not opening my legs again. Yes. Because by virtue of opening of legs, some people are, are going to be presented with spots and rancor. And go back to First Corinthians chapter 10. Many, many reasons. So it says, with many of them, the Lord was not pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. They ended up in the wilderness, even though they were supposed to get to Canaan. Now these things are our examples. The things that happened to them are examples to us. To the intent that we should not last. The first thing is that they lasted after evil things. They lasted after evil because, because of how nice the world was. where they were? Because of how nice Egypt was. They couldn't continue to Israel, to the land of Canaan. They couldn't. They said that we remember the pots of flesh and the garlics and the onions of Egypt. You have brought us out here to come and suffer and die. Yeah, they couldn't let go of the world. There's a place in Christianity when you become a child of God, you must leave some songs, you must leave some people, you must leave some, some what, what, what else you have to do? Some movies, some clothes must leave you are wearing hot pants your ties are not even looking nice anymore that's the that's the mystery of hot pants when you wear hot pants plenty are moving around like that your your juicy ties begin to dry up every lady's are is very juicy it's one of the nicest parts of your body i don't know if you i don't know if you like that i'm just being honest it's very nice so if you start we you start opening it like you are showing it to the whole world. Exhibition. Exhibition. <laughs> the UV rays of the sun—they just bend the thing and then just take all the nutrients out of it. Your husband cannot enjoy any ties. There are no ties to enjoy. Hamatan ties. Mosquitoes will be chewing it. Your skirt is so short you can't bend. When you bend down like this. You are a child of God. You can even wear it and bring it to church. <laughs> yes. You can wear it. You see, this church, we don't, we don't talk too much about some things. Your, your dressing should not be a problem. We don't mind. You get it. But we mind. <laughs> no, no, no. What if you have come in fresh and it's like that, we know you just skip. But you shouldn't be in the system six weeks. Your skirt is as short as... It's a mini, micro mini. <laughs> Wicked micro mini. <laughs> Wicked miniskets. It's wickedness. Like, yeah, and you attempt to look nice, don't go overboard. We like, we like the makeups. We like you to look nice. Moderation is the order of the day. Do you understand? Then wear something that everybody will know you are looking nice. When your breast is just showing, like, I mean, you have put Jesus inside, you have pressed Jesus inside, like that. You are hurting, boys. And you are, you are doing it because that's what's popular around. Yeah. Do you see? That's what is popular around. That's what's on. Yeah. You must push the breasts. And then you put inkuto oil on it. And then you're just moving like a shaking jellyfish. Just shaking like that. You don't like it. You are you are, you are hurting the weaker brethren. Some of you sitting just, As I'm preaching, he's not looking. He's forgotten about me. You just look at the breast like this and say, Lord. <laughs> you are vexing our righteous soul. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, they lasted after evil things. Money. Eh, because of money, because of something you want to buy, because of iPhone X, you are having sex with somebody. Because of some you are just all over the place. You have a sugar daddy, sugar mommy, sugar something, sugar auntie, sugar brother, sugar sister. You have sugar something, someone who is your supplier. Mr. O.D. and Mr. Otia. Yeah. Do you know Mr. O.D. and Mr. Otia? Yeah. If you don't know, see me after church, I'll tell you. You have a sponsor. Yeah. Eh? Nobody should pay your school fees because, because he wants to have sex with you. No, and then I should be having sex with a lot of people. I've paid a lot of good school fees. Yeah, if you won't do it, stop. God will bring somebody who will pay the school fees without requesting for something. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, God will bring somebody. Don't believe in God. Yeah. Believe in God. And that, that's, that's what I want you to see today. Yeah. You have to believe in God and trust God. No matter what is going on. Let, let's go on so we can talk about that. Next verse. Verse 7. Neither be idolaters. Some people also didn't end up there because they were idolaters. They were into things. <laughs> eh? Things. Things. <laughs> You, I, I've shared it already. I don't want to continue. And yes, I mean, Okay. As were some of them, as it is written, that people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Hmm. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day. 23,000 people died in one day because of fornication. So something I like can prevent you from entering as you're supposed to. we are talking about all these things. So today, I'm, I want to talk about these two. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Next verse, neither member ye, as some of them also membered, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Next verse, now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Hallelujah. We are the last group, the last age, to be able to learn from the problems that they had in the wilderness. It's called the church in the wilderness. We must learn from them. That's what we are trying to do. Trying to learn from them. So, two verses before this Neither tempt ye Christ. Hmm? Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither let us tempt Christ. What does it mean to tempt Christ? What did they do to tempt Christ? Can I show it to you now? Okay. Let's go to Numbers chapter 21. They tempted Christ, and serpents came to bite them. And killed them. All the problems, people died. So these are things that ended people in the desert. They just died in the desert, died, died, they couldn't end up there. And when King Arab the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, had tell that Israel he heard that Israel came by the way of the spies, that he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou will indeed deliver these people into my hand, then I would utterly destroy their cities and the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites and they actually destroyed them and their cities and he called the name of that place Homa Homer means holy destruction they destroyed the whole they destroyed everybody now some people came against Israel the Canaanites came against Israel okay took some of their, their people as prisoners and all we just read that and Israel inquired of God God give these people to us and we will destroy all their cities so God gave them an answer and they were able to destroy all their cities. Now, look at the next verse. And they journeyed from Mount Hall by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. <laughs> and the people speak against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loathed this bread. Just after a major win. I mean, bread and death. Which one? Bread and war. Which one is wilder? No, if God has been able to answer you concerning war. Okay? And has given you strength to be able to fight. Why should you complain about bread? And about water? I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Why? If you've been able to have faith for, for war, can't you have faith for bread? But the people cried like children. Israel, they're serious people. They cry like children. Me, man, me, we don't have bread, we don't have water. Me, God had been provided every morning, bread comes. Meat comes. Yes, they say they don't. They are not, you see, tempting Christ has to do with not being content with what God has given you. Yes, not being content. Not being grateful. They weren't grateful. They were always complaining. That's what it means to tempt Christ. To tempt Christ means to let Christ serve you and not you serve Christ. Did you hear what I said? To tempt Christ means to complain, not being grateful for what God has done. And complain. To tempt Christ means what? To not be grateful for what God has done. Uh-huh. To complain. Uh-huh. Not being content, not being content with what God has given you. Letting Christ, using Christ, letting Christ serve you. (laughs) Go back to First Corinthians chapter 10, where we're reading, I think it's verse uh, neither let us tempt Christ. Uh Neither let us tempt Christ. Let's read the message. You you understand it very clearly. Message. Read it to me. One to go. Read it once again. One to go. We must never try to get Christ to save us He, he and Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. How, how do you understand what he is saying? It's a very serious thing. There are a lot of Christians. <laughs> Jesus saved them for them. Jesus. So they use Christ. That is the problem of Christianity today. The people use Christ. You want Jesus to answer all your prayers, all your prayer points. But when he says you should do something for him, you will never do it. You will never. Am I lying or oh, am telling the truth? This, this will not let you enter. It will not let you enter. You will go to heaven. what heaven, is for all of us. But being part of the plan and purposes of God, you are not part. You have been taken out. You have been taken out because of your ingratitude. You see, and you're not deciding to let God do what He wants to do with you. We are not all the same. It's not all of you who can. You see, it's. (laughs) You should be. You should be glad for where God will put you. You should ask Him where He wants you to be. It's called the body of Christ. Okay, this finger and this finger are not the same, but they are all fingers. You must be content with what, where God puts you. And do what the assignment that God has given you to do. That's all. After all, you'll be rewarded based on what the, the assignment he gave to you. That's all. Why did God take Israel out of Egypt? So that they can be prepared to go and go and serve the Lord. But when they came out of the land of Egypt, all they started doing was Requests. Give us meat. Give us bread. Give us water. Give us this. They, temp- they tempted Christ ten times on ten different occasions. They tempted God on ten different occasions and God was very angry with them. And in every temptation, some people died. Let's read some. Okay? Let's read some. It says, don't be ignorant. Tell me about don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. We're reading uh, number chapter 20, 21, isn't it? Okay. Let's go to verse... And the Lord, let's read from verse 4 into verse 6. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to combat the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way, because of the path they were taking. And it was the Lord who was taking them through that path. (laughs) It's God who was taking them through that path. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. They spoke against God, complaining if God were powerful. Wherefore have you, why have you brought us out, out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And I so loaded this light bread. The manna, they call the manna the light bread. Light bread, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Meanwhile, the land of Egypt, they didn't have peace. Too. They didn't have peace in the land of Egypt. Too. They, were, they were slaves, they were being beaten. They were This one, they are free, they can do whatever they want to do. Yet they say that, why have you brought us out of the land of Egypt? Next verse. The Lord got so angry he says, and the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and much people of Israel died. They just, serpents were just they just died just like that. Serpents were biting them left right center. When you are not grateful to God, you see the serpent, who is the serpent? The serpent is Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Behold I give unto you power to tread on what? Serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Have you seen it? Serpents and scorpions. He says, They sent serpents to come and buy them. Demons start coming into, into children's lives because children of God's lives because of these things. Because of ingratitude. says, He sent serpents to come and buy them. And much people died. It also presents trouble. Plenty trouble. Because you are not where God wants you to be, there's plenty of trouble that will come your way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Plenty trouble. Economic hardships. No, no child of God is supposed to be is supposed to be poor. In Isaiah chapter 1, he says that if ye be willing and obedient, eh? if ye be what? willing and obedient, Isaiah one nineteen. if ye be what? And you shall eat the good of the land. Why are Christians not eating the good of the land? First of all, because they are not willing. Secondly, because they are not obedient. They do what they like. Probably your prosperity is in doing a certain being a missionary in a certain country. But you will never go. (laughs) Because you want to serve yourself. You want God to service you rather than you servicing him. You'll be singing butter, my bread, sugar, my cocoa, so so on. There's this. And that's exactly what you have. Only your cocoa and butter is what is all that you have. Yes. Yes. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good. There's good in the land. Why are Christians suffering? Why are Christians suffering? Because they are tempting God. Criticizing a lot of things. Yes, criticizing God for a lot of things. You have done this for this person. You didn't do this for me. You have done this. I mean, never satisfied, never grateful, always wanting God to do something for them. Check our churches all around the world and see how many churches will have the preacher preaching about people serving God on a Sunday morning. The people won't hear it, so the preacher won't preach it too. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody wants some healing. Everybody wants some breakthrough. Everybody wants the newest car. Everybody wants the visa that he needs to America. Someone said America. He wants the nearest, the closest, the fastest visa to America so that he can have five years visa. And every prayer meeting is full of requests. God, my husband, Lord. I want one who is fair fair-coloured. God, if you can even do well, just give me someone who is an American. So that white American, I don't want black American. The black Americans, they can be so I want a white American. So that my children can be mulattos. They can be half castes Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for answering my prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Check our crossover titles. You'll see what our mind is. What God is thinking is not what the church is thinking. Oh. Travel and see you travel, you don't see Christianity in many places as it is in Ghana. Now. Because those of us who have it, we are we are fully we are doing things. We like, I mean, we are putting our faith to work for unnecessary things. Yes, unnecessary things. Everything is about getting something. So how many churches will say this are you of working for the Lord? You are even afraid. You the preacher, you are afraid. Working for what? You should work for who? Why are you there? Neither let us tempt Christ. They tempted Christ serving themselves. Yeah, serving themselves. All their, if you like, check all their requests bread, water, meat. Bread, water, meat. Bread, water, meat. Moses presided over a church of bread, water, and meat. Yes, every time. When they got to the place where God wanted them to get, to get entering the land of Canaan and they sent the 10 spies. Let's see what happened. When God, It's also part of, they tempted Christ 10 times. They tempted God 10 times. Let's look at it. Number chapter 14. Let's read from verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read from chapter 13 so that we understand what he's saying even some more. Let's read from verse 25. And they returned from searching on the land after 40 days. You know, the, the, the 12 spies were sent to go and check and search the land. This is the reason why God brought them out. This is the reason. See, this is the reason. Yes. They were saved for this particular purpose. They were taken out of Egypt for this particular purpose. So that they can enter Canaan. The land flowing with milk and honey. Isn't it? Yeah. Not so that they can be in the desert forever. Not so that they can be eating manna. Um, uh, drinking from the rock, and all. that was not the reason why God saved them. Okay, okay. <clears throat> and they went up and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of, of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. They brought fruits from the land, showing that hey, Charlie, the land that God spoke about is true, it's there? And they told him and said, "We came unto the land without thou sentest us, and surely it flowed with milk and honey. It is true." And this is the fruit of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next verse. Nevertheless, the people be strong. This is a testimony of the ten. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled And very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Am- Anak there. The children of Anak were the giants. Continue. The Amalekites dwell in the land of sound. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb told the people before Moses, because everybody was agitated. there people, they were, they were crying. And Caleb told the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Let us work, let us go and do something and possess it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They are stronger. Next verse. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched on the section of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants of. Israel. They were lying. It's a land that eats the inhabitants of. Israel, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And then we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their sight. We looked like grasshoppers in their sight. Then look at the response of the congregation. Want to go? Read it to me. And all up their voice and cry, and has- they had an all night of weeping, <laughs> tempting Christ. Means to not believe in the word of God, that's what it means to not believe in the word of God, to not believe in the voice of God. God had said that, Listen, I'm taking you to take over this land. They got there and they started crying. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. (laughs) What does Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 say? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Read it to me, one to go. But seek ye first. Mm -hmm. How many Christians believe this? Say, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these all the things that the, 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 the Gentiles are looking for will be yours. God had told them something. Listen, you can beat these people. I have brought you, you can beat these people. They said we can't. We are going back to Egypt. Look at this. Go back. Go, go to Numbers chapter 14. Numbers 14. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, would God that we said, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? I mean, God should have allowed us to die in the land of Egypt. Or would God we had died in this wilderness. And wherefore has the Lord brought us out onto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? They didn't believe God. <laughs> God should slap them, isn't it? Now, this is after they had seen. Let me show you the things that had happened before this particular day. Okay? Can I show you the things that happened before this particular day? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so God has showed himself plenty. He had done so many things for them to know that he is there, He's with them. In Psalm 78, <laughs> even David came to record some things. He could, David could not believe that his own forefathers. Let's read from verse 16. Psalm 78 verse 16. Read it to me. One to go. And they tempted God in their hearts by asking me. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? This is what we're doing. Asking questions, questioning God. God, when is my husband going to come? Yeah. Are you wise, Adam, God? Yeah, so someone's prayer topic is husband. Every time, husband. when we say, begin to speak language of the spirit. His uh, uh, mind is, I see my husband. My husband is crossing the oceans and the wilderness yeah. and coming to me. You have left the most important thing and you are, you are last. What will bring you good? What will bring you something for you to feel and... Be happy with. is what you are thinking about every time. Therefore, the Lord had this and was angry. So a fire was kindled against Jacob. If you read Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. And when the people complained, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord had it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses when, and when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. Next verse. And he called the name of the place Tabera because the fire of the Lord burns among them. And just complaining, they were just complaining. And that was the content of their complaints. Can God do this? Can God do that? Yes, we know that He brought water out of the rocks, but can He provide bread too for His people? They were just tempting God. You get it, like proving God, putting God on trial. Can you do this too? can you do this too? If you are God, can you do this? If you are God, can you do this? And it is one of the major temptations of the devil for man, for Christians. Because even Jesus was tempted with this particular temptation. Luke chapter 4. Let's look at it. The devil told Jesus, listen, if you, if you are, you really are the son of God, then cast yourself off. Hmm? Just throw yourself down. After all, he has said in his word that he will let his angels, keep his angels charge over you to keep you that your foot shall not even hit the rock. <laughs> and the devil said unto him, Oh, this power will I give unto thee. Blah, blah, blah. Next verse, verse 7. If thou therefore wilt that worship me. Go to the next verse, not the worship side. Let's read from verse 10 to verse four. Go up, go to verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem. He brought Jesus to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from it. Like, test God. I, I understand it. Ah. Cast yourself down. For it's written, He shall give His angels charge over thee to keep thee. Nice. Like and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Don't tempt the Lord your God. What does it mean to tempt the Lord your God? I've showed you. Yeah. To complain. To complain. And to misuse the word of God. Like, <laughs> you know, Jesus could have done that and God would have saved it. But it is misuse of power. It is misuse of the word of God. Okay? It's just like 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. Look at 1 John two sixteen Concerning faith. Let's read 1 John chapter 2. Let's read from verse 14. Can you read it to me? I want to go. Because you are what? Strong. You are strong. And the word of God abideth in you. Next verse. That's a young man, isn't it? Next verse. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Who do you think is addressing this to? The young men. Go oh, up. Go to verse 13. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him. That is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have, you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known Him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abided in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Then he says, "Love not the world, because you see, because of your faith as a young man in Christ, you can use your faith to collect and claim things you are not supposed to collect and claim." So a lot of people use their faith for themselves, not for God selfish gains the devil wanted jesus to use his faith for himself what was the purpose of calling angels to come and catch you in the air i mean how does it profit anybody how does it profit the kingdom of god do you understand and that constitutes tempting god jesus said thou shalt not tempt god thou shalt not tempt the lord thy god using your faith for yourself you want your you are using your faith for your phone you are using your faith for this You you have a phone nice phone already instead of using that phone to help people come to christ you want another phone for what? Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. So you should hear people making confessions. I gain. I do this. I do that. I do that. The world is mine. I mean, what are you looking at when you say the world is mine? What is your mind when you are looking at, when you say that? When you say the world is mine, we are thinking about winning souls all around the world. That's what we are thinking of. That's what we are thinking of. Not buying five, 50, 55 houses. The world is mine. Why is the world yours? I have 55 houses. I have one in Papua New Guinea. I have another one in America. I have one in California, Las Vegas, and another one in New York. Wherever I go, I have a house. There's something wrong with you. Usa, Usa. <laughs> Tempting Christ. They had manna. There was manna with them. They were eating the manna. And when the manna came, they were so happy. Yeah, because the manna tasted so nice. Everything was fine. Meat was even coming. There was meat coming in the evening. I don't know what they wanted. And they, everybody had sheep. They could kill their sheep and chew. Nobody would prevent you from chewing your sheep. But they wanted more. They were not satisfied. No, great, no gratefulness. Like the, the nine lepers who didn't come out to come and say thank you. They didn't come out to come and say thank you. How can God do more in your life when you are not grateful for what he has done for you? You've done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Narre. Hallelujah. Focus on the reason why he has brought you out. It says, don't say, don't let Christ serve you. But you serve Christ. They tried it. They tried it. And it didn't end them well. They tried it. They tried it. Yeah. They sat in front of their doors and cried all night. It would have been better if we were still in Egypt. How can you say that? This was the last story. God got so angry and put the final judgment on them and said that, listen, none of you will enter. You will not even see. Moses saw the land of Canaan. But this people did not even see the land of Canaan. He said, all of you shall die in the desert. The 40 days that they spent to look through the The land of Canaan every day is going to be converted to a year for you. You shall spend forty years in the desert, and all of you shall die. Your children will rather come and come and inherit what I have for them. You see, tempting Christ has to do with not believing the word of God, not having faith in what God has said, having faith for foolish things. But when it comes to the main thing, you don't like God will take care of you. No, you should you should want to become a missionary. What do you think? You should want to become a missionary. You ask a lady, you should want to marry a pastor or someone who wants to do the work of the Lord. Not complaining about height. He's too short. He's too tall. He's too fat. What will height do for you? What are you talking about? The most important thing is the fact that he's committed to fulfilling God's commandments and God's word concerning his life. He's obedient. He's willing and obedient. That's the most important thing. Not what I, I, I don't know. I don't like this one. I don't like this one. I don't like this one. Someone, a good Christian man of God will come and propose to you. You don't like. You don't, yes, you don't like. You like you, because there's no money. There's no money. You are not seeing money around. He doesn't have a car. Who, 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 who was born with a car in his hand? You, when you when you were born, you had you were driving a car, changing gears. No, doggy man, if you using him drive a car, you be walking. Yes. You are tempting Christ. Yeah, yeah you are tempting Christ. Yes. Yeah, tempted Christ, Memmed. It's the same as the next one. They memmed. We're memory. Tempting Christ has to do a complaining openly. Then the other one has to do a complaining in your heart. Yes, complain. You are, not saying, you are not saying anything with your mouth, but you are saying everything with your heart. I've been serving God all this while. Nothing good has happened for me. You have forgotten that you are alive. <laughs> do you know you should have died on the Akakumasi Road? Yeah. You should have died a long time ago. Yeah can't you see how bad the road is i hear some people someone just died at tech junction tech junction this morning i was just going to facebook and i saw tech junction accident after an all night oh after our all night wow he just drove into the car and just died. two people just died just like that i mean if you die in a certain place tech junction how can you die at tech junction yeah but when your time is up your time is up Yes, You should be grateful that you have passed tech junction every time The whole year you are passing tech junction Going and coming Nothing bad has happened to you Your head is still on your shoulders You should be singing to God Thank you Lord Instead of tempting him and saying that You've not done this one for me You didn't do this one for me In the course of the year I was asking for a car The car didn't come I was asking for a beloved The beloved didn't come I was asking for a house The house didn't come You are asking for physical things. You don't know what has happened that's made for you Serpents will come into your life. You'll be shocked. You see, memory, memory causes you to open yourself to demons. Yeah. See all criticizers of the church, all Christian criticizers of the church. They don't go far. Yeah. They are always on a certain level. Leprosy will come into your life. When you complain and say things and memories. Ah, well, every time the men of God, they are doing this, they are doing that. You can talk about bishop, that, you can talk about archbishop, you can talk about men's altar, but you can talk about things. Serpents, oh, you right. see that? Yes, your life is just going some way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! It's a very simple message, it's very simple. This is in the Bible. I'm not the one saying it. Are you seeing me reading from somewhere else? Yeah, you have tempted me. These tentacles go, go to uh, where we're reading now, chapter 21. Let's read verse 9 now. We can read from let's read from verse seven into verse nine to be nicer. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, "We have sinned." <laughs> go, go up. I think we should. We should. And as I've been reading these verses of the Bible, I've seen how different our ministry ministers are from the people. If you're the minister, you join the people in their wrongs. Nobody will save anybody. All the times the people will do their wrong, Moses will Be the one to pray. Moses prayed for 40 days for them to be forgiven. Yes, Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 34, I think, Moses mentioned that I prayed for 40 days, then you were saved. So, if the man of God, it, the, some people are preaching grace, we all preach grace, don't I? Preach grace, yeah, but grace does not mean you can be sleeping with all the girls in the church. Yeah, yeah. you look for the beautiful ones. We are spoiling sins. All in the name of when we confess our sins, Jesus will forgive us. It's true, he forgives us. But you are, you the man of God, you are destroying everything. Because the man of God must be sanctified. He must be set apart. Someone said, because see, all of Israel has sinned. They are requested for a king. But someone had not sinned. So he could pray for them. But if you also add yourself to the thing, who will pray for who? God <laughs> don't watch him because you are hearing reports of a lot of fornication in the church, Hallelujah. you said, Lord, let, let us continue to sin, for tomorrow we die. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. We're much discouraged because of the way. Go down, go to verse 5. We've read this one already, isn't it? Our hearts lose this bread. Verse 7, therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. God sent serpents to them. They came and said, we have sinned. For we are spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he may take the serpents away from us. And Moses prayed for the Lord. So, this is the way to get back on your feet and not tempt Christ. Next verse. Look at the next verse. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. So, God told Moses, Do a serpent, a brass serpent and hang it upon a tall pole, so that whoever has been bitten by the snake will not die. He will look. When he looks at the, the serpent, the brazen serpent hanging there, he will be saved. Look at the next verse. Verse nine. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. When they beheld the serpent of brass. What is the serpent of brass? Jesus said that just as Moses lifted up the, the brazen serpent in the desert, so shall the Son of Man be lifted. So it has to do with Christ on the cross. A memory of the fact that Jesus died for you. Someone sacrificed life for you. Why should you interpret that sacrifice for bread and water and meat and drink? No, someone's blood. Someone you. Someone died. though, And you are using the, the, the death of the person for, for meat. For... Selfish gains. No. Remember what he has done. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. Who, for the joy that was set before him, hmm? endured the cross. Despising the shame, and he sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. He says, Look unto Jesus. The sacrifice. His sacrifice. Let the blood of Christ mean something more to you than bread and phone and car. The Lamb of God sacrificed himself so that we might also sacrifice ourselves. Don't keep your life. Bible says the one who keeps his life shall lose it. The one who loses his life shall shall have it. Yes. Don't keep your life. Don't be every time you're thinking about yourself. When we say we are going to evangelism, I I don't know. I've not really, I'm shy. But you are not shy to go for a party and dance at the party in front of everybody. Boom, boom. Shatter movements have come. They are dancing on the stage. You just jump on the stage like this, even though they have not invited you on the stage and you come and shake your bathrooms in front of everybody and then you get down. Hey, I mean, you don't mind. But when it comes to the Lord, I'm shy. Stand outside with a placard saying that Jesus loves you. I'm shy. No, Someone died. Someone died. The only way to keep your life. Because already, as I'm talking, realize that some serpents have beaten you. Are you not seeing that? It's like you, 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 are, you have not serpents. Be like a cow. Some serpents have beaten you already. Yes. The way for you to get out of that level is to look unto Christ look at his sacrifice and let his sacrifice mean something for you for the love of Christ his love is what put him on the cross for God so loved the world that is why he gave his only begotten son gave him for what to die to die for us that whosoever who believe in should not perish but have everlasting life let's look at his sacrifice and be, be 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 motivated and inspired to also sacrifice our lives life is not just about you your marriage your children your car, your house, your job. No, it's about others. He died for the world. We must send his message. We must send his gospel all around the world. We must give our money for it. We must give our time for it. We must give our energy for it. This is not the only church we are supposed to build. We have to build plenty churches. Yes. But if you think about yourself plenty, you will not be able to do what God wants you to do. He says, think more about me. As you think more about me, I'll give you plenty. All that the people are looking for, you will have it on a silver platter. You wouldn't have to request for it. It would just come to you just like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Our faith must be exercised through contentment. Okay? Our faith. Never, you are exercising your faith out of discontent. You are discontented in life. It's not supposed to be like that. Hebrews chapter 13. Let's read from verse 5. Hebrews thirteen five. Read this one to me. One to go. Let's read, let's read Amplified. You are reading five to six. Okay, read it to me. One to go. In any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without spot. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Verse six. So we take comfort, and I encouraged, and confident this: the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? This is how we are supposed to live. Yes, this is Christosom. I will not. I will not. I will not. God cares about you. He knows you need food. He knows you need money. He knows you need no. Ah, why do you think God does not know? If God gave you Christ, how shall he not with him freely give you all things? Haven't you read that portion of the Bible before? Focus on what he wants you to do. That is the most important thing. Focus on what God wants you to do. Okay? Yeah. And you should know what God wants you to do. God wants you to win souls. God doesn't want you to come to church alone. God wants you to fill his house wherever you find yourself. That is the mission of God for your life. Fill God's house wherever you find yourself. Fill God's house. There's a war ahead. There's a war we are involved in. Which is higher. Higher than food and drink. Do you know if you enroll yourself in Ghana's army, you don't think about food and drink anymore? How many of you know? If you enroll yourself in the army of this country, you will never buy food again. The government is supposed to buy food for you. And buy drink for you. And find shelter for you. that who at any time goes to war at his own cost? Soldiers, soldiers don't go to war at their own cost. No. So if you decide to become a soldier of Christ... And enroll yourself in his army. You will be taken care of. That's why he says, seek ye first, the kingdom of God, then his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. Don't murmur. Hmm? Don't murmur, don't complain. Philippians chapter 2, verse, verse 13 and 14. Let's read. Philippians 2:14 is okay. Philippians 2:14. Memoring will make you a spot and a wrinkle in the body of Christ. Do all things without memories and disputings do all things without murmurings and disputings. Next verse. Verse 14. So that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Among you shine as light in the world. Hallelujah. Yeah. That you may be blameless and harmless. Blameless and harmless. See, I'll follow the Lord with my heart. I will not murmur See, it's those who men were destroyed or the destroyer. The destroyer is death. All those who remember died. All of them. They didn't end up where God wanted them to end up. So don't be ignorant of these things. Evil lusts, idolatry, fornication, tempting Christ, and murmuring against Christ. Don't test God. There are things to do first. Say See, seek ye first. Hmm. Seek there are things to do first in life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. As you do that one first, every other thing will be taken care of. That is the story of my life. That has been the story of my life. I'm blessed. Yes, I'm blessed. When you're sacrificing for God, nobody will see you. Yes, it looks stressful, it looks tiring. But God, who, who you sacrifice for in secret, will bless you openly. He will bless you openly. God will bless, he will bless you while you'll be tired of the blessings. You will have so much. You traveler, you be tired. Oh, it's the truth. You traveler, uh, you know that boarding plane is not fun. A lot of people want to board a plane, but boarding a plane and traveling for eight hours or ten hours or twelve hours is not fun. You go through the clouds and the plane is shaking. You think it's going to fall. You are tired. You go through airports. You go, ah. But when you make that your aim, that I want to travel, kianike. My, vi- my passport must have some visas inside. So you do everything. You are pr- your fasting and prayer is not because you want some people to be saved. Your fasting and prayer is because of your visa. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. Christian, child of God, big man of God like you. All your prayer is visa. What is visa? You don't need to travel. You must be so blessed where you are. For everybody to travel to you. They will invite you. Haven't you heard of people, people being invited by the American American council? They, they invite them. Come, we need you. We need you. That's what you should want to do. Yeah. Feel your place. Feel where God wants you to fail. Don't want to change your position. Do what God wants you to do. And God will bless you. In Jesus' name. Rise up on your feet and yes. Thank God for what they have shared with you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.